The first line of a, a beautiful poem by the British poet Gerard Manley Hopkins is this. The world is charged with the grandeur of God. It's true, isn't it? Beauty, the beauty of the world, the beauty of art, the beauty of math, invites and it provokes our hearts. But it can be so easy to miss it. On Sunday mornings, uh, before I come here, I drive out to a church in Grafton, and I say Mass there. And it's the most stunning drive as you go out, uh, kind of into the foothills of the Berkshires, and there's this part where you're coming down a road, and it just, the whole vista opens up, and it's, you're kind of in the middle of a valley, and there are these two enormous hills on either side. Now the colors are changing, and I almost always miss it, because I'm thinking, I'm late. I got to get to Mass. We may well ask ourselves, how would we respond if we were invited to the Feast of Beauty, the beautiful feast that's happening in this gospel? We're told that the people who were invited didn't come. We're told some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. Those aren't bad things at all. But the people who went away to their farm, to their business, maybe went away to their busyness, they couldn't see the feast as anything other than a threat to their work. When the generous king says, come to the feast, he's saying what Jesus, the king, has already said earlier, in this Gospel of Matthew, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. And we know this from experience, that the experience of, of rest is not, is not a threat to our work. Sometimes it actually can help and aid our work. Think, for instance, maybe of an all-nighter. You can study straight through the night for 12 hours before an exam. You may or may not remember something on that exam. If you, however, were maybe to go to sleep for two or three, or if you're really pushing it, even four hours before the exam, you will, in all likelihood, do a little bit better and retain a little bit more. But... It can be so easy for us to sort of forget that, to think, I can't pray, I'm too busy right now, there's too much to do. We can forget that perhaps these people who so easily decline the invitation, they might come back to their work with a little more energy or insight than if they didn't go to this feast. So what exactly do we make of all of this? How do we actually do this? Part of this is just the beauty of um, the vocation of being a lay person. I think a lot of people think that sort of this is how the church works. Priest is supposed to be holy. You do whatever you do all week. So then we can come to Mass on Sundays. 
That is not the case. I mean, there's, there's some truth to that. But really, in all truth, my vocation as a priest is to become holy and to offer you the sacraments, on Sunday in particular, so that you can be holy the rest of the week. One of the phrases for this is sanctifying the world. So, how do you do that? I think a lot of the times, it's kind of with very small things, things that are very practical. Here are a couple of things that I've found, other people have found, can be really helpful for kind of consecrating the week, for letting our work, our kind of secular life, not just be secular, um, but to let the work that we're doing, our business or our busyness, also kind of be infected with the joy and the prayer of the great feast. One thing to do is just to pray as soon as you wake up in the morning, even before you check your texts. And just to say, God, first thing I want to do today, I invite you into this day. You can just pray the prayer, maybe, come Holy Spirit. You could even, if you wanted, ask God, is there something in particular you want to give me today? Or just spend a little bit of time with Scripture. If you do that for even 30 seconds, and you haven't been doing it before, you will see a difference. Another practice that's great to do, so simple and so hard to remember to do, is just a practice of offering our work. So if you sit down at your desk to do an assignment or you're starting the work day and you get to your, your office and you're on your computer, you can just start with the sign of the cross. Say, God, I offer you this work. Please help me to do it well. If it goes well, I'm grateful. If it doesn't go well, that's okay. If I lose three pages because I forgot to hit the, the save button, that's okay too. But please come and be here with me in this. And then you make the sign of the cross and you continue through the day. And what that does is, doesn't do too much for God, although he really loves when we offer our work to him, he can make it fruitful, but it brings to our mind, it makes effective for us, reminds us uh, that what we're doing, everything, uh, is for him. It can be a reminder when you're slaving over orgo or laboring over materials, that what you're contemplating and trying to understand and study isn't something you're making up, but it's really sharing in, looking at something beautiful and ordered that somebody, God, has already arranged and created. The third thing we can do is just to invite people. It says that the king goes out and invites people to this banquet, but he also sends servants, and that's what we are. Uh, it's the job of everybody to invite people to Christ. If you have 20 people inviting people to Mass, just sort of your probability that somebody additional is going to come to Mass is better than if just one person invites people to Mass. This past week was the feast of St. John Henry Newman. He was somebody who really understood and appreciated the lay vocation. He was a priest. There's a story that at some point a bishop said to Newman, sort of scoffing, who are the laity? And Newman said, he was very humble but also kind of sly, 
He said, well, the church would look rather foolish without them. He's a good guy, Newman. Newman, uh, he wrote a really important work called The Idea of a University, about the way that universities can, at their best, help to show us the way that all of human knowledge and experience is integrated, and integrated with our faith. The Newman Club, uh, the Newman Foundation, are under his patronage. When he was beatified, made blessed, the last step before becoming a saint, uh, the Pope went to England, and he said something really beautiful to a gathering of students. This is what he said. I hope that among those listening to me today, there are some of the future saints of the 21st century. Perhaps some of you think being a saint is not for you. When I invite you to become saints, I am asking you not to be content with second best. I am asking you not to pursue one limited goal and ignore all the others. Being highly skilled in some activity or profession is good, but it will not make us happy. Happiness is something we all want, and the key to it is very simple. True happiness is found in God. This great feast that we don't ignore but do come to, knowing that it really refreshes us, it's the Mass. When Jesus feeds us with the Eucharist, with his body and blood, this is where God comes to infect and to overflow our work with his feast and his joy. He comes into the world full of delight in us. He helps us to see all things in his eyes, because it is true, the world is charged with the grandeur of God.